Fanshawe College. This is Ilhan Aden, and I'm the multimedia reporter for the Interrobang. Welcome to the Interrobang Newsroom, a special edition of the Interrobang Newsroom. <laughs> today I am welcomed by with. Today I'm welcomed. <laughs> Apparently, I I still don't know how to say the <laughs> sentence. I write it down wrong every time, and I'm like, what is what is wrong? Today I welcome the Interrobang editor Angela once again. As we attempt to make sense of even more nonsense, <laughs> Britney Spears, Marilyn Manson, Justin Timberlake, or insert whatever name of an artist you enjoyed as a child, only to grow up and realize their lives are nothing of what you thought. <laughs> I understand the charm of celebrities slowly dissipates with age, but it's the allure. But is the allure of the glitz and glam enough for this current era? So, Angela, to start, I ask you. In a world where anyone can be famous, does anyone care about the idea of celebrity anymore? I think it's done.、Mm -hmm. I think it's done.、Um, social media has really changed that. Like, who buys Us Weekly anymore? Who looks to magazines、mm -hmm. anymore?、Um, what are the other changes? Anybody can be a celebrity because you know the truth of it is that. There are a lot of really talented people out there who have found a platform where they can show their talents. They don't need it to go through some kind of machine. They don't need to be monitored. It doesn't need to be capitalized.、Um, entertainment is democratized as well, and that's a good thing.、Mm -hmm. I think it's、Absolutely. a good thing because, like, we're there's there's such a wide range of voices now. Of diverse voices from around the world of people showcasing、mm -hmm. uh, their artistic talent, and it's not just one flavor.、Uh, when I grew up, I'm not I'm not like that much. <laughs> you and I are around the same age, but yeah, I was born in '89,、yeah. so I did、um, have like I grew up in the 2000s, and yeah,、mm -hmm. holy moly, was that a toxic decade? What the、oh, hell was going my on? God, right? <laughs> oh, just looking back at even just clips from different late night shows, and late night shows are basically the litmus test of society's feelings because there we're there to be entertained by them as like an extension of who we are. That those monologues are always meant to be a reflection of how life is more so for us, the viewer, than it is for the person speaking. So yeah, late night shows were everything back、mm -hmm. in the day, and it is. Insane how terrible some of these people were、right. to one another, and we literally watched and laughed. It、we、was laughed, fun. It was entertainment. We clapped. It was entertaining.、Mm -hmm. um, anecdote: uh,、mm. I uh, shaved my head in high school as a form of expression、um, and rebellion and all that. And <laughs> I was really lucky. I had、um, you know a supportive group of peers who encouraged that.、Mm -hmm. And、uh, now that's not a big deal, but when I did that, that was like a huge thing. A girl to have short hair. Can you imagine? Like, just pause. I seriously like. For anybody listening, yeah, in high school in two thousand five, to have short、mm -hmm. hair as a girl, at least here in London, I went to CCH、mm -hmm. and I went to Beale.、Mm -hmm. As I was leaving CCH, that's when I did the grand haircut, and it was like the whole school knew about it. Now it's nothing; like it's it's very、mm -hmm. normal. We we know so much more about queer culture, for instance, and like what is gender, anyways. But back then,、mm -hmm. you are you're a boy and you're a girl. You're black and you're white, and that's it. 
Yes, absolutely. Where it's so interesting because. Oh, Britney <laughs> well, Spears we... shaved her head. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I just oh, wanted to say, and, and I did it for, yeah, like uh, just on that note, like I did that as um, a form of self-expression and mm -hmm. uh, people looked at me like I was crazy. So I really, I remember having an emotional reaction when Britney Spears shaved her head and she was clearly going mm -hmm. through something. She was clearly stressed out. I got it. Like, I'm not going to say I know what she was going through, but I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, you get to a point of frustration as a female in this culture where you just want to say fuck it and for her it was because she had all these blonde extensions and she was a show mm -hmm. pony and she wasn't even a human and she had a breaking mm -hmm. point and she shaved her head and I remember writing a post on the beginnings of Facebook back then I think I wrote a post and I was like good for her I think she looks beautiful and <laughs> I got so harassed because of that I got so like really yeah like, wow. like Angela like she's are you kidding like she's she's ugly like she's clearly crazy like blah 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 and I was just like that's the way you're gonna see it right and and to be fair yeah she was going through something but I just like the punishment is my point the mm -hmm. punishment that 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 this woman rebelled against being this blonde caricature of femininity for five minutes in her life mm -hmm. and the reaction and and the finger pointing because of it was something that obviously I'll never forget because I felt mm -hmm. that. It was really a time. And it's interesting that you shaved your head in 2005 because I just looked it up and the incident with Britney was 2007. Yeah. So it wasn't that far off. That I, far off. Even for you, for like personally shaving your head, it's not that far off. So I can completely see how you were like, I, I see Britney, you know, when everybody else was looking at her, you saw her, you know what I mean? Because I felt, that, and I felt that too. And like, and the way that we treated the way mm -hmm. that we treated women back then, it wasn't just celebrities. And I, I think that's like yeah. the biggest thing that's coming out of this. This is how we treated ourselves. This is how we treated each other. It was internalized misogyny to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. And we didn't even realize it at the time is what mm -hmm. freaks me out the most. It's only now that we've progressed so far. Um, mm -hmm. and thankfully, we've had people like we've had voices and leaders and we've had the Me Too movement. We've had a number mm -hmm. of women like come together in solidarity to point out this isn't right. Um, but before that, it's all, you know, and you just go mm -hmm. along with it, wondering what the hell's wrong with you that you don't fit into it. Here's the thing, though. I understand, like, as a kid, everybody is searching for some something to help them make sense of life, right? Whether it's their family, their friends, role models on TV, news, media, whatever it may be. Everyone's always looking, especially as kids, for influence, right? And at that time, when we were growing up, influence came from a certain place, yes. right? Now, with the internet, as you said before, it's democratized. So everyone can be a voice and everyone has access to these many voices. But yeah, going back to what you said about internalized misogyny then, oh my God, just mm -hmm. have it. You had to fit a certain archetype yeah. as as a woman physically to even have any semblance of, of uh, self-esteem, basically. If you did not look like Paris Hilton, you did not look like any of these girls, if you didn't look like Naomi Campbell, like... If you weren't stick thin, and I know it's, I know right now it's body positivity is a conversation that for some people is so normal. They're like, I can't believe there was a time that people cared about this. But no, there really was a time people really cared oh, about this, we, even worse this than now. This is like a stark generalization. I don't mean, I'm not mm -hmm. sourcing this off of any data. I'm just remembering yeah. we all had eating disorders back then. 
Like, <laughs> right? 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 Every single one of us, because just yeah. the influence of what was attractive and what you had to look like a, as a woman was from just one source and one source only. And as much as we don't want it to affect us and as strong willed as we may be, even as kids, we're still human. So, of course, it affected us. So, yeah, I will wholeheartedly agree with that statement yeah, that we all have some rampant. form of eating disorder. I'm yeah, so it was... glad that the beauty standard, or mm-hmm. there's not even like the okay the beauty standards like another conversation because like mm. you know the the um instagram filtering is very very dangerous and that's like a whole other ball of oh, wax but i'm yes. glad that now we see alternatives in mm-hmm. um shapes and in you know shades mm-hmm. of skin color and in um expressions of gender and performativity and all that i didn't have that we didn't like we right? when you don't have that we growing up <laughs> Yes, it you literally look around and be like, this, this is, it makes me so happy to see literally kids just being like, I can just exist as I want to exist. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side, I will say what I feel like has happened is we went from having no choice in like, I guess, the influence that we take in to having too much choice. And now we don't know where to actually go for, in this case, valid information, but just even valid influence, like influence that will actually be beneficial to our lives. Going back to what you just said, the Instagram filter face, it's another conversation and a half, but Mm. that's where we are now, where it's like, I'm going to literally make my face look like everybody else's with this filter and somehow potentially get surgery to now look like that like that is that is the trend that is what people are doing there's the surgery to make you have a quote-unquote instagram filter face like yeah it's yeah weird. no we're we are by no means out of the woods like we are oh, just yeah, no, like, not even close not even close but at <laughs> least we've gone far into the woods enough to look back and go oh the way we treated amy winehouse yes. the way we treated britney spears oh um Lindsay lohan mm-hmm. like women who were suffering with mental illness and addiction and the way that we mm-hmm. demonized them and outright punish them and we lost Mm -hmm. amy winehouse um Mm. you know she what breaks my heart most about that story is that she died when she was in recovery and her heart gave out from uh from the bulimia and drug use and everything but even then like the way that the media treated amy winehouse that drove Mm -hmm. her to that point and yeah like i i don't remember feeling safe enough in my uh social space to openly Mm -hmm. criticize the way that we were talking about these women and that needs to be addressed like why was why did no one feel safe to speak up about this back then I feel like part of that, because going back to what you said, Lindsay Lohan, you named a couple names, Lindsay Lohan, Amy Winehouse, Britney Spears. Mm. I know, especially with the Lindsay Lohan case, I, I mentioned it to it, mentioned it earlier. There was a clip circulating on Twitter of David Letterman yeah. and her interview, and they were talking about addiction and whatnot. And long story short, she felt bombarded because she felt like this is not the conversation we had in the pre-interview. Um, but he felt it's David Letterman. Like he's known for just going off the cuff and getting those great interviews. And I say great with quotations. Um, I mean, he's done some great ones. I'm not hating, but I don't like that kind of approach where you bombard somebody purposely with very uh, intimate information just to get a response. Yeah, for, you know, that's, that's for not, a laugh. And okay. she's clearly uncomfortable. Yeah. And then he's, yes. I believe the word is chirping. Like he was, he was just yes. like kept on goading her even when like she was, yep. and she was doing her best not to break. So we've all been harassed. We've all mm-hmm. had someone unpleasant want to make us feel uncomfortable for whatever reason. Imagine going mm-hmm. through that on 
international television television yep yeah not even national With somebody has like famous david letterman international yep absolutely and david letterman, when he's david letterman like everybody at that point it was 2013 this clip i'm referring to did not happen that long ago yeah. but to answer your question as to why nobody spoke up i really think people just didn't see it as something wrong like mm-hmm. i know there are people like you and i well i can't say myself because i never saw that clip till now but different situations where you and I would look at it and be like, that's not right. But as you said, who can I talk to about this? Where can I turn? And I feel like that's where a lot of people were. Where, who can I talk to about this? Now introduce social media. And you found more and more people who started speaking about it more and more. And I feel like partly that is kind of where a lot of these revelations are coming from. It's just finding that community of people to be able to unpack the bullshit and be like, wait, okay, I'm not the only one who felt this way. You thought it too. Like, it, it, I think that space has allowed allowed some people to grow but I also think naturally just growing up as I mentioned earlier when you age the just idea of celebrity dissipates like it's not the allure is is gone because you you get to the age where a lot of these people are or starting off and you understand what's happening behind the scenes and you just get a better Mm -hmm. sense of adulthood and how some of the decisions that they're making are really shameful as an adult and you're just like wow you're pandering to children because you can make money off of them but hey that's a conversation for another day oh yeah but the, yeah, the contradictory image that mm-hmm. they marketed britney spears with i remember oh, being just so utterly confused <laughs> like she's supposed to be a squeaky clean virgin and her virginity was discussed at large did you see the clip of uh she was on a a british talk show and Mm. he asked her if she had had breast implants she was 17 britney spears discussing her breasts with this gross old man again on television and we and like this this was okay like this was like what wasn't okay but like no one said me i remember like being told by uh how do I put this without outing anybody? But I do remember um, family- code names, code names, <laughs> family, family members. I was not allowed mm-hmm. to uh, uh, be a Britney Spears fan because she had breast implants. I'm making air quotes. And I like, uh. what? Because I thought the reason I was supposed to like her is because she looks like this, like she's this beautiful girl. And then the argument, mm-hmm. the argument would always be but mom she's a virgin like she's pro like she's virginal and like it was just this really weird psychological kind of Mm -hmm. warfare um I can't imagine what it was like for Britney but for also the young women who were being peddled Mm -hmm. this crap yeah you all yeah (laughs) it's so confusing um is sex bad or good I don't know we'll never know (laughs) (laughs) oh man but yeah that is such an hard place to live as a human being yeah. where you're both as like a sex kitten to everyone but also a virgin like your 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 image is about being sexy but you're not allowed to be sexy yeah but you're not <laughs> allowed to enjoy such... it yeah exactly and it's, it was such a shameful time that, that that clip it reminded me of a clip so i should preface this by saying i haven't seen framing britney spears yet however i've been very up to date because framing britney spears that was the hulu doc it's correct? on hulu it's not available in canada i haven't seen it either uh, so and i like i'm trying my best to break that law and figure it out oh but girl, yeah, i got i, I got a it. youtube oh. i got a youtube documentary for you there's so before 
as Free Britney movement was gaining momentum, I was genuinely curious. And this was about a year ago. And so I started kind of looking into it to be like, okay, what's what's been going on? Because listen, I grew up listening to Britney Spears. I loved her. She's great. And so I'm like, wait, what's been going on? And just seeing those videos of her in her house dancing, I was like, wait, whoa, I've not been paying attention to Britney. What's what really is going on? And I came across a couple YouTube docs I'll definitely recommend to you um, because they're free and they're on YouTube. But they ba basically delve into the same content as Framing Britney Spears. Low key. I feel like they may have taken some stuff from it, but <laughs> um, that doc really, it's like a three-part three part doc and it really goes into detail, even more so than Framing Britney, about literally just this woman's life and how it's never been her own. So I say that all to say, going back to the clip that you had mentioned mm -hmm. about the man in Britain, the talk show host in Britain, asking her about breast implants. Mm -hmm. I remember this woman was a child. Like this is, I, I can't remember if it was Star Search or something like that, but she was a child at that age, like seven or something, on a, ta on a talent show, on a competition show, and the host was an old man. When I say old, I mean like 60s, 70s, like he, he was an old man. Like this could be her grandfather, okay? And he asked her, do you have a boyfriend? And she's like, no. And he's like, can I be your boyfriend? And I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, Ugh. why are you joking about that? That's like, not cute, man. That's exactly. uncomfortable. Yeah, He's and that kid. was from when she was seven. So I'm like, no surprise at 17 that some man feels comfortable enough to say those kind of things because nobody stopped it then. Yeah. So why would anybody stop it now? Or now as in well, when she was 17. Speaking but, of mm. now and looking <laughs> back, um, have you read Justin Timberlake's Instagram <laughs> apology? <laughs> I have some of it right here. I, I, um, oh. I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, mm. and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones uh, misogyny and racism. Um, uh, what do you think of his... Oh, oh, and... Um, Oh, here's, okay. I feel compelled to respond uh, because everyone involved deserves better. And most importantly, because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be a part of and grow from. The industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success, says Justin Timberlake. <laughs> it's designed this way. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Because of my ignorance, I didn't recognize it for all that it was while it was happening in my own life. Interesting point. Uh, kind of mm. reminds, like, sure, maybe, but like, huh? <laughs> uh, but I, but I do not uh, want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. He also, in his apology, mentioned. Um, do you remember the Janet Jackson incident where he pulled off uh, part of her top, mm -hmm. exposing her mm -hmm. breast uh, during the Super Bowl and live TV, and. Um, I he's probably apologized for that for that before like that's how public relations briefly. work but mm -hmm. the timing of this is too little too late uh if I agree yeah he would have if, <laughs> I, I I would what I would have accepted is if when the me too movement and the Harvey Weinstein uh trial was going down and we were even beginning to have this conversation that would have been a really mm -hmm. cool time for him to speak up if he was genuine about his actions and if he too mm -hmm. was waking up from this and he's a grown man like he's he's yeah. had world experience like he's seen things mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. 
and and now he all of a sudden has perspective so <laughs> it's too little too late i personally don't buy it what about you i agree i don't buy it um here's the thing you know what i'm going to I'm trying this new thing where I'm not as much of an asshole. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to try and give him the space and say that hey, if it's true and he really does feel that way at his big age now, fantastic. I hope that you all actions speak louder than words. So mm -hmm. I hope that you bring action to your words if they are true. Mm -hmm. Now what I will say is in your past you have said, and he's apologized about the Janet situation. Mind you, let me just start this by saying I, f I love Janet Jackson. <laughs> like that is, oh, that is my girl. Like I love uh, Janet Jackson. So when that whole thing happened, I'm like, okay, so no more Justin Timberlake for me because his whole reaction after that happened was to basically blame her. And her she life apologized was first. I remember oh, this yep. distinctly because it was traumatizing. Yep. <laughs> that, yep. <laughs> that, <laughs> that I remember Janet Jackson did an apology through, um, mm -hmm. I used to watch uh, Access Hollywood. Oh my God, what a toxic mm. show. I, yeah, oh, I used to watch it though back in the day after school and mm -hmm. Janet Jackson came mm -hmm. on and it was like the story of the week and they flashed that mm -hmm. image of, of that of him yep. like ripping it off of her like as much as they possibly could and she had to apologize and i remember being very confused by that but again does anyone else see this am i like am i crazy i don't know no one else is saying anything so i'll just shut up too i know i know with that there was a lot of things coincidentally actually speaking of the me too movement that's kind of why janet is back in america again because long story short i'm gonna go off a little tangent about how this affected her she basically couldn't work in the states like no nobody would allow nobody would give her the insurance to be able to put on a concert nobody would bring her on their shows nobody would nobody was working with her because the head of i think it was cbs is the one that was running the super bowl he was like nah she's out blacklisted i don't i because don't know what happened incident? i don't think it's okay oh yeah she wasn't she literally left america because she could not work for 10 years there and it's less moonves if i'm not mistaken that's how you pronounce it he was the head of cbs and because of his own me too movement he was forced out and that's literally how she was able to get back in because finally i think it was in the last year and a, a year and a half ago she was getting a lifetime achievement awards over and over and over again because basically finally with that guy out everyone's like okay cool so like we can mm -hmm. we can work with you now and so the reason justin timberlake apparently and i say apparently because obviously i don't know for sure apparently he went into this office with this white dude and cried his eyes out as a 23 year old and was like i'm so sorry i didn't think oh my bad and he's like oh, okay and that's why he was fine like he was fine because the guy's like all right Blame, on her, blame it on her. And then he let her hang to dry because he never said that it was a collective effort. Basically, he tore off more than he should have. She had like a flesh tone, excuse me, she had like a flesh tone piece of cloth over her breast and he pulled off more. Now, I do believe it was an accident, but he pulled off more, right? Mm -hmm. That's not how they rehearsed it. And so he never mentioned any of that and let her literally just be thrown under the bus for mm -hmm. years. He would make music at, like he made music going at her. He would do little digs in his songs going at her. And after the whole Britney Spears with Crimea River mm -hmm. moment, he was just like, I'm untouchable. And he really was. And so 
that's this is why I don't believe he is sincere with his apology because he's had literally dec like a decade, if I'm not mistaken, to be able to rectify this yeah. and to speak about it. And I know when he was doing his Super Bowl uh, performance, I a year ago i think it was or two years ago when the nfl was like when black people weren't weren't fucking with the nfl and they could not find anybody to do the the halftime show it was justin timberlake and that's when he's like well i'm so sorry again and everyone's like ew we don't this is of course you chose justin timberlake of all people so long story short i don't like that man (laughs) i don't I don't believe his apology was sincere. Um, but like I said, I'm trying to get into a space where, hey, you're an adult. Maybe right now you do see it. Maybe right mm-hmm. now you do understand it. Maybe right now you are in a place for actual change. But then just growing up as a celebrity in that world since you were a child, I'm very, very reluctant to give you that space because I just think this is a PR move because everyone, everybody was talking about Justin Timberlake in a very bad way. And his last album dropped. And nobody's really checking for his acting. So it's just like, ooh, yikes, I need to do something. So that's the little pessimist in me. But that was my long-winded tangent about how I dislike Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and it was worth every word. I, I like, I believe you. It's, I, it's really hard. The, like the one, the, the one thing that I said earlier is that I do understand to an extent the brainwashing mm-hmm. aspect because we, yes. we've all been brainwashed. And, and maybe yep. being in lockdown for a year, we've had a good long time to start to think about the past mm-hmm. and yes. start to evaluate uh, the things we've, not we, but like, yeah, collectively um, that mm-hmm. have happened um, mm-hmm. and how we can do better. That's that's my optimistic tape. Always hopeful, right? Absolutely. Here's yeah. the thing. I do 100% think we can do better. Yeah. Um, I think this generation, it's really interesting to see how quick they are to rectifying situations of the past. However, I do think just like you were saying before, we still have a long way to go because although they're looking, the young, the youth are looking at our past and telling us we ate shit <laughs> for some of the experiences we were involved in, they're also living in the present. And we... Uh, can observe some of that present is familiar but just in a repackage you know that that idea that you have to look a certain way that doesn't go anywhere it's just a different kind of trend Mm -hmm. but I do think it's definitely been made worse because social media is just so accessible um whereas before hey at least if you're not watching tv or looking at magazines you kind of can get away from it now yes it's around you but you can also get away from the people that are around you but now it's literally every single place that you go an ideal of how you're supposed to look like is present so i what do you think do you think that this generation is going to go through something similar that we did an a quote-unquote awakening a few years from now or do you think they're able to simultaneously reflect on their own lives while judging ours <laughs> um i mean historically we all go through every generation goes mm-hmm. through this where we go, yes. oh, holy shit, that was not good. That thing that happened mm-hmm. 10 years ago or whatever, like now that like we grow up together, we all go yeah. through this. Um, and, what was the, and what was the other part of your question? Oh, the generation. So like, will, the, will this current generation also have a self-reflective mm-hmm. awakening? Well, I mean, that's kind of the question, isn't it? Because this is mm-hmm. a generation that's growing up with this technology, this piece of technology Mm -hmm. that allows them to look forward and back at the same time and gives them the most perspective. Um, It might be different. Do they have? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
because I'm saying, do they have the ability, though, to like really analyze this perspective? Because once again, you're still a kid and you're still developing, right? Yeah, that's a lot true. of the reason a lot of the reason why we're able to reflect on the past and see that it's it wasn't good is not just because we're far removed from it. We're also older. Our brains developed. Our critical thinking skills have developed, right? Mm -hmm. But being in the time that critical thinking skills aren't necessarily as important as likes, uh, <laughs> do you think they have the capacity or even the space to really unpack their own current lives? Because like I said, it's or like you said, it's amazing they can look both back and forward, but... Yeah. If you don't know how to analyze, it's just more information that you're not really thinking about. Oh my God, that's such a good point. Um, there's there's always going to be trends, right? That mm -hmm. uh, people think are cool, and then they look back and and go, Oh my God, that's so stupid. That's always going to mm -hmm. be part of it because that's gross. Um, mm -hmm. I was just thinking, like, I wonder now that celebrity culture is not the way it used to be. Like we were being mm -hmm. funneled this crap. Like this was all oh, we yeah. knew. Um, yeah. I wonder how that's going to factor into uh, being self-reflective and like. Mm -hmm. But that, here's now the thing, that just like we're the that cool. now that this generation like they're the creators now. They're the creators mm -hmm. of their own content, and that's why maybe it's so hard to keep up with. Uh, the latest trends is because it's just all mm. these constant voices and conversation mm. and it's just expanding rapidly like i've said before um because it's not being funneled to us it's this gen like us we're the creators now we're the entertainers now we're having these conversations we're having mm -hmm. this direct conversation with the politicians via social mm -hmm. media it's like mm -hmm. we're very 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 present now in the moment mm -hmm. Um, so there's always going to be regrets and there's always going to be moments where of, of immaturity, but it allows mm -hmm. for, let's say a more rapid pace of growth. Okay. That, yeah. You know what? I agree with that. I definitely think they, they are in a space where they can have quicker growth than we mm -hmm. did just because there's more access to information and resources to be able to unpack this. So you're right, they don't have to unpack it by themselves anymore. So that definitely could help. But yeah, just like you said, it's a really interesting generation that we're going to be watching because is it going to affect them growing up on these devices? Are, are their outlook on life? Is their outlook on life going to be different based on the fact that algor algorithms have been feeding them information? Because before, like you said, we were funneled this information through a TV. Mm -hmm. This is like a computer online on your phone, every single everywhere you go. There's no there's no curating of content on your own realistically nowadays unless you really put in the effort to do so. So yeah, it's interesting to see how that effect is going to how that's going to affect them versus how TV and film affected us. So it's definitely one that I'm going to be very interested in in keeping keeping up with, but I have another question speaking of celebrities. So, with the most recent um winter storm in Texas, mm -hmm. It's been a disaster. Like I was just yeah. catching up because I try and take a little, little few days off the news every now and then so I could <laughs> sleep. Uh, and when so you I came back, catching... yeah, Texas is frozen. <laughs> by the way, climate change. Yeah, exactly. And um, understandably, people are freaking out because yep. it, it really is not just as simple as like, oh, it's a little storm. It's an emergency. Like, no, millions, millions of people don't have power for at least a few days, including heat during a winter storm. At like that's not okay. People have perished so far. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's like two million, at least over a million it's that don't have access. Three million. Million? Okay. Who yeah. Are without 
electricity as of today. Today is February 18th. So hopefully, mm. hopefully that changes. But yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah. And so I bring that up to say, I know I've just on online chatter, I've, I always hear the same names, but it's just celebrities in general. Why is it Meg the Stallion saying something? Why isn't Beyonce saying something? Why aren't celebrities from Texas saying something? So my question is to you, is it fair to force celebrities and influencers to be role models in the world that we live in now? Because before, different kind of time, but in the time period we're in now, do you think it's fair to force them to be role models? Oh, no, absolutely not. That's one of the mistakes that we keep on making over and over and over <laughs> is uh, preach. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. These are these are entertainers um, mm -hmm. they're, like they're artists and and like yeah. I, I respect all artists. Um, you have to be brave and original and perceptive to be an artist. And that's always worth mm -hmm. something. And, you know, being a celebrity in any era must be mm -hmm. so, so difficult. Like that must be, I can't even imagine how mentally strong you would have to be to be under mm -hmm. that kind of scrutiny constantly, to have that much mm -hmm. attention on you constantly. Like how do you not have like paranoid manic psychosis every single day? Mm -hmm. Um, so that being said, like, I understand why people would want their role models to say something and would look to them to maybe kind of guide them in how to react or respond to a situation. Um, but as I always say, trust the experts, um, maybe mm -hmm. one of the nice, one of, one of the benefits, there are always pros and cons. One of the benefits of social media is that we're building these more personal relationships with politicians and policymakers. Um, so mm -hmm. in a way they're kind of becoming the new celebrities. Like, have you noticed how mm -hmm. ever since, uh, the pandemic was declared, we don't give a crap. Mm -hmm. Like the Kardashians are gone. All of that is mm -hmm. gone. What, like, mm -hmm. I felt like watching the election that was the same kind of vibe as watching uh the season finale of game of thrones like our it had <laughs> our attention yeah yeah um, yeah they're the new celebrities now and i i think that's a good thing that they're the ones who are mm -hmm. being memed that now we have little girls dressing up as uh, kamala harris um yes yeah yeah that now we have like all of these it, it can be polarizing, sure, but again, it builds a closer, more humanizing relationship with the people who can actually make these changes mm -hmm. and make a difference. So that must count for something. I I, I wholeheartedly believe that, just as you said, so the idea of celebrities now moving into mm -hmm. politics and other aspects of, of life that are, I think, a, not more beneficial because entertainment really does have value in our life i'm not going to ever invalidate entertainment we need to take our minds off everything sometimes mm -hmm. or have it brought into our lives in a different way but either or i think celebrity being pushed on to other um important aspects of life like uh doctors lawyers policymakers, politicians as a whole is fantastic because like you said Kam kamala harris it's great to see kids dressing up like her um however we know politicians aren't the best people either yeah. <laughs> but i feel like it's like as great as it is for some trump is also a prime example of where we could be headed because he's both a politician and a celebrity and that's the last it's thing that we need it's a, like yeah. that is what has happened is that now politicians mm. are celebrities are now, celebrities now yeah. the political um uh 
of what's the big fancy schmancy word I'm trying to think of. I don't know, just the political sphere. It's a $20,000 word. It's a $20,000 but But now the political sphere, like that's the source of entertainment. And this comes from a place mm-hmm. of cynicism. Like disclaimer, mm. like some cynical COVID thoughts coming in right now. But like, <laughs> like that's a reality TV show. The, yeah, yeah. The the United States of America, like the the like their Congress is now the yes. new Game of Thrones. Oh, yep. that is a dark thought, but I'm sticking to it. I'm trying to find the quote. I can't remember if it was a Texas mayor, a governor, somebody who was in governance in some capacity he just resigned and nobody knows if he resigned after he made that statement or if the resignation was in right before but he basically said um and he's an elected official of some sort he basically said to summarize you guys got to figure this out on your own why are you why are you waiting on the government if you can't oh, yeah. uh, provide for your family yeah go provide for your family okay so and yeah he it was there. after and after yes <laughs> and i'm like he thought what? that was okay to say what and- and you know what's funny? I feel like he thought it was okay to say partly because of the idea of celebrity. Because people are just interested in having people say that no-nonsense talk. I forgot what you said before. Um, it, it, when we were talking about the Epoch Times, when they described their, their, themselves as like some sort of, not freedom of speech, but just uncensored, unbiased conversation. Unbiased, yes. Uncensored. And uncensored, uncensored is like the buzzword. Yes. Yeah, they all want freedom mm-hmm. of speech, uncensored. That just means they want to spew their racist crap without being, and I feel, without being scolded. Exactly. And I feel like this is one of those times that although he did resign, um, he probably is still going to be able to become popular enough to make money off being an influencer in some capacity. Because just like you said, that's the world that we live in now, that you can gain celebrity and notoriety, notoriety, you know what word I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) But you can gain, you can gain influence through politics in a way that's not beneficial to anybody other than your pockets. And that is where I'm concerned mixing politics and and celebrity is going to that's that's basically yeah that's my concern mixing the two together um but to go back to if they should be role models politicians ideally should be role models but especially emphasis on ideally but we know that once again it's similar to the idea of celebrity where you really are a face you know what i mean like you have people behind you doing some of the work and depending on your expertise and your education you may be able to contribute but realistically you have a bunch of experts that ideally trust you enough and you build a comfortable environment for them to be honest oh, so you actually can make real decisions it's but still a market research machine at the end of the day exactly which is yeah. really like and that and that's like how cr- that's where social media gets creepy because that's where they get their mm-hmm. data and that's where they get their yeah. metrics and their analytics like who's into what well what's the most popular like what can gain the most mm-hmm. attention like how do we integrate this to gain the most attention but if the, if they're gonna do that celebrities influencers politicians alike then shouldn't they be forced to put on the role model role because you're literally using our information to try and get closer to us but we can't be mad that you're not going to stand up for the things that we want you to stand well, up that's what for? i think like, like we need to keep remembering that we the people do hold the power exactly we hold the power we have the power Mm -hmm. we are the ones it's not them it's us Mm -hmm. we need to Mm -hmm. demand change we need to continuously call this shit out and ask for better Mm -hmm. otherwise they're Mm -hmm. just going to it's just gonna keep on reverberating through time but Mm -hmm. we have to keep on saying hey big picture 
the world yep. is on fire. <laughs> like not figuratively, <laughs> literally, 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 the world is on yep. fire. Set your shit aside, like treat men with like everybody just like put down your weapons, get along, save the planet, please. We'll do what we can. We just have to like, mm-hmm. whatever it is we need to change, whatever. But yeah, I, I, I'm optimistic that if we become aware of our power, we can hopefully mm-hmm. channel this for good. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just like, you gotta, I just tell myself to not pay attention to mm-hmm. the things that should not be fed into, you know, mm-hmm. like for instance, like the example is like Instagram beauty standards and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have like, I, <laughs> I'm a millennial woman. So like, yeah, I've had an <laughs> eating disorder before. So this is just an example. Mm-hmm. Like you just need to tell yourself, I'm not going to expose myself to the toxic stuff. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And I think the more people mm-hmm. who do that and the less attention it gets, eventually it mm-hmm. will disappear because it's not making mm-hmm. anyone money. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly the point, it always comes down to money. Mm-hmm. Even if they want to pretend to be a role model or if they don't and they want to put on that villain role, everyone's putting on a role of some sort and seeing if people like it enough for them to continue to play that role so they can make money in some capacity. So ignoring them definitely will help. And it's so funny that you were mentioning um, nobody cares about like the Kardashians, for example. I haven't been really ironically keeping up with them but (laughs) i'm not really i i make it a point as you said not to pay attention to the bullshit so i just don't pay attention to that family Mm -hmm. but with different reality shows that are premiering now in like i think we're in the first quarter or second approaching the second quarter and in tv world it's really interesting to see all these reality shows that are very similar to the kardashians that literally nobody's watching. They have the most viewership in 10 years because everyone's like, life is more stressful than the bullshit that you're putting on. So either either talk about it or I don't want to see the nonsense happen in your life because I'm already stressed, right? Because normally you want to, TV's an escape, but how you you don't want to escape into a reality that's similar to yours or in a reality that's worse. So it's it's interesting that, I wonder how long that trend is going to continue. Oh, hopefully forever. I hope, like, you know what reality TV (laughs) is? It's schadenfreude. It's, I think, oh, here's another dark thought, but, like, I think part of the appeal of reality TV is the invasion of privacy. It's absolutely being the fly, well, obviously, like, it's just being Mm -hmm. the fly on the wall. Um, Oprah Winfrey uh, made a reality TV show out of Lindsay Lohan's recovery. Did you see that? It literally, from her leaving rehab, and she's, I think she was 27 at the time, and she was mm-hmm. like, she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I have a lot riding on me. I have this reality TV show. Like, watch me as I try to pick up the pieces of my very strange life and mm-hmm. function. And of course, she fucking falls apart. Of course yeah. she falls apart. Uh, and there and there's one episode, I've watched it several times just for sheer like mm-hmm. trying to understand. It's grotesque. Um, mm-hmm. but maybe it is schadenfreude, but like Lindsay just, she falls apart. And there's one episode where Oprah sits her down and is like, get it together. Why aren't you yep. getting it together? And Lindsay's like shaking and she's just like, like again, like imagine being 27 years old battling with addiction, mm. battling with whatever the hell kind of weird trauma you go through when you're a child mm-hmm. star and mm. everyone is expecting you to just quote unquote, get it together. What the hell? 
Yeah, and that that summarizes literally the entirety of I think our upbringing when it comes yeah. to pop culture that we <laughs> consumed. It was a bunch of watching people build themselves up and then fall apart and then be told get it together. That's like yeah. it was <laughs> the all entirety about, of all well, of it. And even and back redemption. To like Britney Spears. It was about like you remember that like she she was drugged i i'm pretty sure she was drugged and then they made her do that comeback performance her hair was growing out they put her in hair extensions they put her in like a very revealing outfit and she just kind of like walked like left and right on a stage for a while lip syncing and like yeah people were like and the dancers were like gyrating on her and like like rubbing on her and like this was supposed to be her great comeback and then there was mockery for oh, a yep. bombing and not being yep. a comeback. By the way, though, Blackout, Britney Spears' mm. album that she put out during that period, that made history, like for oh, dan- for yeah. electronic music and dance music, um, for like that actually, like where electronic music is like very mainstream now, but <laughs> but but Blackout, Britney Spears' Blackout is a landmark album, I would say, in that transition. Mm-hmm and circus Mm -hmm. somehow through Mm -hmm. it all like she still managed because she she's just she's so naturally talented at what she does and you have to think that that takes a very intelligent competent person to be able to perform that way so you Mm -hmm. know and i don't think we mentioned this before but in case anybody who's listening doesn't know the context is that um uh her father has a conservatorship over her estate and she's 39 years old obviously like has some mental illness for obvious Mm -hmm. reasons, but her Mm -hmm. father decided I'm going to have control over your estate. It's all about control her whole life. Mm -hmm. That's what the free Mm -hmm. Britney movement is about is releasing this woman from her father's control. Who can't relate to that? (laughs) 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 And it's it's so interesting just reflecting on the Lindsay Lohans and Britney Spears. And we keep referring to these two, at least because one, Framing Britney came out recently. Two, I know the Lindsay Lohan situation is just fresh in my head because of the um, Letterman clip. But yeah, I did watch that Oprah uh, entire series actually when it aired. Like I remember at the time I was like, damn, Oprah. Like at that, I I remember the whole scenario was that she was untouchable. Nobody wanted to work with Brittany or with Lohan, yeah. excuse me. And this was her she one was just chance, a, her one, one chance. last shot. Her last chance at redemption. And oh my God, Oprah's coming to save her. And I, I like Oprah. I mean, now she has some questionable shit. But like at that time, I was unaware of, of just the, some of her, her other practices. But either or, still like Oprah. And so at that time, I was like, good for Oprah. Like, look, she's so nice. Then I watched it. <laughs> and I realized... Oh no, this is this is this is not very nice. This is exactly what you explained. This is somebody who's literally going through an extremely difficult time and it's being televised. Like that's all it is. It's just how can we get her to be in her worst state of mind so we can make good television. But either or. What the <laughs> hell, Oprah? Just yeah, how yes. disappointing is that? Um yep. the last thing that I wanted to well, for for my end is the Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. thing as well. And Ooh. yeah, I don't mm. know if that that story has kind of gone a little bit more under the radar, which is why I want to yeah. bring it up. But that was last mm-hmm. week where Evan Rachel Wood, who when she was 
19 years old, was engaged to Marilyn Manson, the glam goth rock star. Uh, he was 38 years old. This was also back in the exact same day, like 2013 or mm -hmm. some other, or 2009, somewhere in there, like the mm -hmm. early, the late 2000s to the early 2010s. Oh mm -hmm. man, what an era. Anyways, mm. uh, <laughs> he, Evan Rachel Wood has actually um, testified before, I think it was um, a California yep. court, and she was just, um, she's really trying to push legislation to change the statute of limitations on reporting sexual assault. Um, and yep. her point is that with this kind of trauma and with this kind of experience, it takes so damn long to even process what happened to you. Um, mm -hmm. to even feel safe enough to actually analyze what you have been through as, mm -hmm. as, as a victim and, or sorry, a survivor rather uh, of someone who has gone through that kind of treatment, um, that mm -hmm. statute of limitations in the state of California is just not long enough. Um, so that was actually, she, she never put a name to, um, to her abuser when she did that, that was a couple of years ago. But mm -hmm. two weeks ago over social media, she did say, yes, it was Marilyn Manson. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, he did. He did some really messed up stuff, stuff to her. He groomed her mm -hmm. um, when she yeah. was a teenager, which is another important yep. point. And mm -hmm. again, like my reaction to reading this was, well, geez, I remember in high school when Marilyn Manson was cool. And yep. And like, and, and it was, it was like a cool thing to listen to his weird, <laughs> shitty music. <laughs> I, I think like, I think like in Catholic school, maybe it was like something that we saw as rebellious, like the same reason we all mm -hmm. listened to Tool and Slipknot and whatever, yeah. like he just fit in that category. But yeah, obviously there's something wrong with that guy. <laughs> look at his music videos. Like, look at, mm -hmm. look, look at this guy. <laughs> like, clearly oh, he's a predator. Um, but again, mm -hmm. we were in high school. That was the media that was being mm -hmm. funneled to us. Like that was the other alternative to the Britney Spears. We also, if mm -hmm. you didn't, if you weren't into Britney, then here was your other option. If you wanted to be a goth, yep. Marilyn Manson was a part of that, but that was just as toxic. And that was just mm -hmm. as fucked up too. Um, mm -hmm. So again, now it's however many years later, we've all grown up, we've all had some perspective and this also needs to be talked about as well. Um, just like, we weren't critical enough. That, that's really yeah. all, that's really all this is about. We were not critical enough mm -hmm. in the time. And I sure hope to God that going forward, we'll be a little bit more aware that these are human beings. Yeah, that's the one the, that's the one benefit I'll briefly say about the downfall of ce celebrity culture is just the rehumanizing yeah. of for celebrities. Better, where it's like, for better or for worse, they're not yes. gods, they're not perfect. Exactly. So like in Britney yep. Spears' case, yes, like she's not like she's not someone who like is supposed to be the target of like our chauvinistic rage. In Marilyn Manson's yep. case, it's not cool for this guy to be praised yep. and awarded for being like for being very very weird and and sexually like he sent out some really toxic messages about sexuality to his fan base mm -hmm. which were teenagers at the time and preteens mm -hmm. yeah I, I've always I was more I listened a little bit to Marilyn Manson I listened a little bit to Britney Spears my mom was like both are weird so uh... <laughs> your mom was right <laughs> your mom was so onto something <laughs> 
I never really delved deep enough to be like a part of the community, right? Mm -hmm. But just hearing back from people that were, especially in the Marilyn Manson camp, it's really interesting to hear some of the feedback from those that did consume that information. Because just like you were saying, he did peddle some, I would argue, not the healthiest approaches to to life in certain aspects, in this case, sexuality. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm happy that people are at the space in the space now to be able to openly discuss it. But when it comes to Evan Rachel Wood, so one thing I will say for sure, to start off, anybody who's interested in understanding some more of her experience but not hearing it in like the most traumatizing way, she did do a video and it's on YouTube. So it's a YouTube channel called Self. And that's how, honestly, I remember watching, oh, what's the show? Ah, uh, man, the show Everybody Loves Her On that's most recently. That's like a super cool Oh, Westworld. Mind. I'm watching Westworld, it right now. Yes. It's great. Yeah, it's so good. So I love Westworld. So um, I remember I was watching it and I randomly came across her video on YouTube. And I was like, you know what? I, I forgot that I really liked her as an actress when she was younger because she did a film 13. called 13. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, that's still her. And so either or I clicked on the video and wow, I, I had no idea any of this was going on. And I after hearing this video, I remember there were rumors that it was Marilyn Manson, but nobody confirmed it because she never confirmed it. So anywho, as I was saying, on YouTube, it's called Self. Just look up Evan Rachel Wood Self and you'll come up to the video. It's like what? nine minutes long and it really just details her experiences not specifically with Marilyn Manson but with abuse and surviving it so it's a more positive spin on on um or positive take on what she's uh, endured but yeah just listening to that and then realizing it's him Mm -hmm. I I don't know how I don't want to say I don't know why people aren't shocked because I don't want to use his persona as an entertainer as means to say, hey, look at him. Like, of course he would do this. But bruh, just like you said, have you watched his videos? <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's clear as day that there's, uh, <laughs> at least he's comfortable toying with the idea of brutality in yes. a way that makes me uncomfortable. And now hearing that this has actually happened to somebody for quite some time, it I think it was, it was just, a long enough span. It wasn't just a show. He would, yeah, he would hide, it, yep, he would hide behind the whole, like, I'm an artist and I just like to shock. Mm-hmm. No, this no. was actually, like, this is a look inside of his head. And yep. for some reason, someone saw that as talent and marketable mm-hmm. and, and decided to make him famous and give him money and give him a platform. I think because he was like the complete antithesis of the Britney Spears and Justin yeah. Timberlake and boy band era. They're like, we need a complete opposite. And that's easy to mark market, right? Because it's like, hey, you don't want to be like the cool kids. You're your own person. Come over here, right? But yeah, yeah it is it is very interesting. And you know what's so funny? You said earlier, to be an artist, you have to have some sort of vulnerability mm-hmm. and, and comfortability of putting yourself out there. And it's funny that you say now that, yeah, that's him. Like, that's a, a look into his mind as an artist because he really is an artist. Like, he, I will say, even though I disagree with what he's done and I'm not condoning in any way, shape, or form, when it comes to music, he really is an artist in the sense that I'm just going to freely try and do things and experience it. It looks like he lives by his art. Mm-hmm. And that, unfortunately, is the downside it to this whole situation. It wasn't just performance. Per- no. Exactly. And, yeah, that... Evan Rachel Wood, man, my heart goes out to her. That is a strong, strong person. Yeah. Because, and I I can't remember, I think there was, hopefully we'll put it in the description, an update on the case, because I want to say I read that she did get it um, made into law. Because I remember during that video, 
she was speaking about in being in the process and I read a headline somewhere that she got it and I think that's partly why his name came up um but I'll, I'll double check that I'll leave I'll leave it in if it's true yeah <laughs> <laughs> if it's not I'll take it out but yeah it's really interesting I feel like do you think it's gonna pick up steam do you think eventually like do you think right now I know the whole free Britney movement is really taking over but do you think that's gonna eventually pick up some steam or mm. is it unfortunately right timing for him where it's going to be under the rug long enough that he'll be able to still maintain a career. I think he's done. I think mm. there's, there's enough uh, momentum now behind this movement, this me too movement. Mm -hmm. I, cause I, I do put this in the same category as me too, me too being a movement yes. that, that, yes. um, that uh, brings truth to women's experiences. Um, mm -hmm in like throughout the world. So I, like, I'd say this Evan Rachel Wood um, admission of who her, of who her abuser was, like that's a Me Too moment. Um, this Free Britney mm -hmm. thing, that's a Me Too moment. Um, and I, I think like now we have um, Evan Rachel Wood, like this is obviously calculated. Like she obviously mm -hmm. decided when to do this. She's a very smart mm -hmm. woman. Um, and then that coincided with um, the Framing Britney series is a series done by, I believe, the New York Times, right? Um, so there's enough, there, it's, it's just, there's, it's, there's more and more and more of it now in uh, what I believe is called the zeitgeist, in the cultural zeitgeist. Mm -hmm. Like we're, mm -hmm. we can't look away. Maybe with the Weinstein thing, right? Last year, mm -hmm. we were able to kind of like look away and go, well, thank God he's in jail now. But then Epstein happened. And then like the dom, now the dominoes are starting to fall. Yeah. Is my answer to your Ooh. question. And, and yeah, I, uh, you know what? It's going to be interesting to see where it goes because I do agree, actually, the dominoes are falling. I just don't know where like i don't know how how, how much deep has does fallen this go? already right yeah. exactly like how much has fallen already are we just at the beginning are we just at the end so angela i have a recommendation for you <laughs> for a a youtube doc it's um by adam curtis with the bbc and it is called can't get you out of my head mm -hmm. it's a three-part documentary each about an hour and so um interesting titles for each one but the overall title is can't get you out of my head and it's a way to describe Funny enough, how we're in what we described before as um, the rise of the asshole part two. <laughs> so basically, how did we get to a space where the individual is more important than the community and that the individual is so important that we're living in such a polarized time? Great documentary. Highly recommend. I think you'll enjoy it. And I think anybody who listens will enjoy it. And on that note, oh, actually, before I say that, Angela, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Oh, what's going on now? Well, we do have um, the latest issue is out on stands at Western University mm -hmm. and Fanshawe College um, as of February 19th. And then our next one's mm -hmm. out on March 5th. Uh, the other thing we have going on is um, Fanshawe Student Union is in the process of its elections for the mm -hmm. next um, executive council. Uh, so they mm -hmm. hire for three of those positions, but the presidential position that is voted. So go to fsu.ca to learn more about that. Um, have your say in who, uh, who's going to represent you uh, next year mm -hmm. for Fanshawe College. And students... Man, politics is a lot more interesting. Clearly, if <laughs> if we've not learned anything from the states, politics is a lot more interesting. You just need to get some some um, 
some fire in the people. So yes. I'm just like, please, guys, vote. It is important. It is how your next year can it can make or break your next year, depending on who that president yeah, this is. This is the person who's going to be representing you. And I know. Mm -hmm. Like just saying that, you know, you might not grasp the importance of that, but it really is important to have yeah. um, some kind of hand in who mm -hmm. uh, is going to represent the Fanshawe student body, you know, to the media, to to London um, and to mm -hmm. the province at large and beyond because Fanshawe is such a big school. So uh, student yes. politics, maybe we should have that in the next podcast. Who knows? Oh, listen, you yeah. already know. Yeah. Whoever the president is, you know you got a spot here. I'm waiting to speak to you if you have time, of course. <laughs> and on that note, thank you all so much for listening. You can catch us on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Play. As Angela mentioned, don't forget to grab a paper or check out our website, theinterobang.ca. Wear a mask, trust the experts, and support student media. Love you all. Bye.